This is episode number 162, the Shop Notes podcast, and I'm joined by John and Logan as always, and it's brought to you by Epilogue Laser. You can quickly and easily customize your woodworking projects for added beauty and value. Learn more at epiloguelaser.com. On today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about some upcoming furniture projects, season 17 of the Woodsmith Shop TV show, and some viewer and listener comments as well. You know, speaking of listener comments, I'm now very self-conscious that I'm just like sitting here looking at my trees. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally was just sitting here thinking, man, this must be the bumper crop year for walnuts because... There's a lot of them SOBs up there, and oh, it's yeah. going to be a good ankle-rolling year. Good thing I have two puppies that like to eat everything. <laughs> right. So do, yeah, does walnuts, do they, are they cycle through, like, some sort of, like, they They have to, because, like, or? yeah, they have to, because, like, last year I didn't have hardly any on the ground. Hmm. And this yeah. year already they're, I mean, if we get a good win, it knocks them down. But, like, sitting here looking at these, these are, like, smaller 10 inch diameter walnut trees mm -hmm. i mean they're still 50 foot tall but there's walnuts hanging all up all, all over up there so yeah we'll have a good yeah. squirrel crop in the spring <laughs> yeah because i remember uh well our old house we used to have a huge uh silver maple maple mm -hmm. maple easy for me to say silver yep. maple trees and we would get the helicopter seeds just like everywhere like had to scoop them up with a snow shovel but in 2020 we didn't have any seeds surprisingly and i read that yeah. like if the the previous year was like really good or something they won't seed the next year or something like that so i don't know i didn't mm -hmm. know if walnut trees are kind of the same thing or or what the deal is they need a year to recover yeah yeah because i've seen on several of my bike rides and walking the dog that there's uh walnut trees that are dropping some already and mm -hmm. and yeah you're right last year it felt like when i walked around in our area there wasn't yeah i mean there was there were walnuts but it wasn't it's they're yeah they're they're pretty sparse on those years yeah they're really fun to run over the lawnmower like it's like it's like <laughs> Ping. Really hardcore dodgeball yeah <laughs> just point them away from the sliding glass door that's right yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, last week we talked about some shop storage ideas and finishing things and had a couple of comments uh, related to that. Um, one guy, Barry Lawrenson, says he has French cleats on the wall, and then he can make a small movable shelf that you can move wherever you want. So there you go. Mm -hmm. The French know their cleats. They do, mm -hmm. yep. Uh, Walter... Walter Riggs says, I had to turn off another video where they were talking about some food festival put on by a master wine sommelier. When I came back to my watch list, there was this video. This is much more relatable. Thank you. <laughs> well, he tuned in just in time because we were going to talk about what's the best wines to go with state fair foods today. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. We're <laughs> <laughs> in Iowa. It's probably yeah. rhubarb wine. Just saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably. probably get deep fat fried wine on a stick, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Okay. There's, there's something there. Uh, Eric writes, just a general comment on the new magazine look. It's nice. It's clean. It's 
It's got the same content I expect and appreciate. I do miss the look and feel of past styles as it set you apart. It felt comfortable in the hand and eye, and maybe I'm rough with change is what it comes down to. Can't remember if this change is due to economics or the inevitable need to show progress by change for change's sake. Anyway, the content is still wonderful. Thanks. Probably all of those. Probably, yeah. It's probably yeah, a, little, a mixture a of all from of those. A, a little column B. I am pretty excited about state fair time because that's just, what's that, three weeks away? About a month? Yeah. A little yeah. less? We have certain people in Iowa that are state fair goers. Mm-hmm. And then we have people in Iowa that are not state fair goers. Yeah. Yep. I am not a state fair goer. <laughs> nope. Yeah, we, what's the population of Iowa? Is it like three and a half million statewide? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yep. And then they say like a million people go through the gates of the state fair over the 10 or 11 days. But it might be the same like 100,000 people just going every day. I guarantee you every it's day. 100,000 people. <laughs> they just go every day. And then the rest of the state never go. So. Yep. Well, I've told you my dream. It would be to go to the state fair every day, one year, just. Just so you could see it all. Yeah. Or I I used to all. have a uh, one of my employees at the print shop, Sally. She'd take the entire week off, and then she would. She would go every single day, and she lived like right across from the main entrance of the state fairgrounds. So she's like, she'd collect, you know. A hundred bucks a day for parking. Mm-hmm. Then she just go walk and hang out in the state fair all day all long. Right. Spend two hundred bucks yeah. a day in the fair. <laughs> That's right. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think she, I, Sally, I would see is the type of lady that would just literally sit there and watch people all yeah. day long. Yeah. It is a fun environment to be on the fairgrounds, and I know that there are people that go you know, for the music, because there's what, five or six different stages Mm -hmm. where there's music going on throughout the day and night. Um, There are people that go for the rides and midway and stuff like that. And, you know, obviously you have all the 4-H'ers with their exhibitions and showing animals and things like that. But, and I would just want to see like the music in the midway, not big draws for me, but it's just like the whole environment of it. I would sit for at least an afternoon and just people watch mm-hmm. and just see what was going on, going on. And there's a lot of really cool things there. It's, mm-hmm. and the food is totally ridiculous and you only do it once a year. So see John's sister's cows, yep. butter cow. And makes me grouchy just thinking about the state fair. <laughs> and the butter Kurt Warner this year. So yeah. I saw that. Yep. Uh, wasn't there somebody else too? Uh, Caitlin Clark. Yep. Is that Basketball who it was? Yeah. And, and Jack Trace. Jack Trace. Mm-hmm. So you know you've made it once you've been sculpted in butter. Yeah. Yeah. NFL Hall of Fame. Nope. <laughs> yep. Iowa butter. State Fair butter. Yes. Mm-hmm. I just hope they've informed Kurt Warner. Maybe he can make an appearance. There you go. I mean, I would think he'd have to stand in for the sculpture, right? Is it like right. One of those, like he's posing, like holding, and they're chiseling a block of butter. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just like the Greeks used to do. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so they did it in yogurt. <laughs> yes. Much harder, much harder, (laughs) much harder. Yeah. To do it out of yogurt. 
Although with yogurt, you don't have to sharpen your your Greek right. your, uh, your spoon, your carving mm-hmm. chisels as often. Yep. So, yeah, I like that. I'm probiotic. There was a huge sigh and groan that I just heard from the future when this got played Friday morning. Collective eye roll. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize to everybody that listens to this podcast. You know what? If they're still listening at episode 162, they know what they're getting. (laughs) That's fair. Uh also also very true uh been in contact with a couple of viewers about uh tours at woodsmith here so in addition to the state fair just a few weeks after that is the handworks show out in the amana colonies which are their own special delight in iowa but we also would be happy to have people come in for a tour we have one group set up already and uh, and a couple of woodworking clubs have been through. We had the Ames group yep. a few weeks ago. And coming up in October is the woodworking club from DuPage, Illinois. So western suburbs of Chicago kind of area. Is this the second time they've been here? I feel like they've been here yeah. before, right? Yeah, yeah. they were. They, okay. They came through so. when we saw the old studio, I remember. Yeah. 2018. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was. That's exactly when it was. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you're a woodworking club in the Midwest or farther afield, feel free to schedule a tour and come on over. There's also quite a few other places in the Des Moines area that are interesting to woodworkers, I feel like. I think the uh, like the Iowa State Capitol building is a fun tour for woodworkers. There's a lot of really interesting, you know, kind of monumental civic architecture, woodworking related. Uh, The governor's mansion is like practically right across the street from us. That has some pretty cool things, including some sliding doors that weigh like 400 pounds each. Hmm. And as old as that building is, you can still move those sliding doors with just like two fingers. It's, it's pretty impressive. And then just down the street is a place called Salisbury House. That's kind of a fun tour as well. Speaking of the state capitol woodworking, I have two bent laminated arches from the state capitol building in my garage. Like they're mahogany. Do I they know. know that you have them? Uh, <laughs> no, they don't. Um, uh, the The lady whose husband passed away I was helping clear out his tools he had these two laminated mahogany arches they're I don't know maybe 30 inches across they're 30 inch diameter and she's like yeah those came from so and so from the state capitol building I'm like okay the guy that took all the lumber didn't want them so I took them what I, I don't know what I'm going to do with them but it was kind of <laughs> right. cool put them back <laughs> go, sneak them in go. yeah i have like i mean they look like they'd be for the top of like an arched window or maybe the two halves would go together for a round like porthole style window i don't know hmm. it's kind of uh, just weird all right 
it's one of those like scraps you find in the woodsmith shop that you just kind of pull out. You're not really sure what it was, mm-hmm. but somebody threw it away, and you're like, who threw that away? Why? Yeah, there's so much potential there. Yeah. So, like, how big a round are we talking? No, I'm talking. We're talking like thirty inches. Yeah. All right. So I'll 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 send a picture for the show notes page. Okay. Maybe maybe the uh, the Iowa Capitol building historian that listens to this podcast will be able to tell us what they're. There you for. go. Nice. So one of the things that I've been working on or started working on this week was a set of Christmas gifts. Because it's July, mm-hmm. and you can't start too soon if you're going to get them done. Got to get them done before state fair season. <laughs> you got to get them started before state fair season in order to have a prayer on actually getting them done in time. Because it's like, otherwise, Christmas smells like lacquer. That's what I was going to say. That's right. Yep. Like my Christmas. So talking about doing gifts for my nieces and nephews on my on the, my wife's side of the family. So there's five of them all together and I was trying to come up with something that would be a little bit fun for a project and, and uh, I get the email newsletter for the Instructables mm-hmm. site which yep. is, if you're not familiar with it, I don't know how to have a it's just a place where people post how-to information on all kinds of both Stop. interesting and wacky projects that they've done. Yeah, and it's not woodworking only. I mean, there are no. electronic builds. There are everything. Concrete and food yep. and yarn and knitted things and all that kind of stuff. What's funny to me is the number of people that post instructions were – and maybe this is how some woodworking instructions come across, but – You'll see, you know, somebody, and there's usually some kind of a fun title to it. And it's like a home windmill for $85. And it's like they 3D printed a bunch of stuff and soldered their own motherboard on, you know, some type of controller or whatever. And so it's really. It's It's the epitome of I could do that if I had those tools too. Right. Yeah. It's still lots of fun. Anyway, some of the things that I've seen on there recently that kind of sparked my curiosity, and this is where I'm going with it, are they're called book nooks. Okay. So it's designed to be on a bookshelf, and it's kind of like a diorama, like you would have had to do in elementary school or something except they're narrow and tall, like they would fit, you know, like be an extra wide book or whatever. Mm-hmm. And on the inside is some vignette or scene from a book, show, movie, something or other. Mm-hmm. Kind of a popular one is like Diagon Alley from the Harry Potter series, yeah. yep. where you see this narrow mm-hmm. street kind of twisting up and people go to great length. They're lit and you know, very highly detailed. Another popular one is the scene from A New Hope in Star Wars where Luke and Leia are like swinging across the bridge kind of a thing Mm -hmm. or the trench run, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I thought combine the 
book nook idea, which felt way over the top for me for being a Christmas gift, especially if I'm going to do five of them. But the whole concept of instead of having a book end where it comes at the end of a row of books, like a book middle. So you could support books on either side, but then it would be like a box to be the woodworking aspect okay. of it. So do different boxes for to match each of the kids. So one of the one of my nephews is into Minecraft. So I had this piece of I don't know, it's like shop sawn mahogany veneer. I'll put some photos of it on the show notes page. And I cut it down into strips and then cross cut those strips. So he's into Minecraft, so I'm holding it up here on the mm -hmm. screen. So it's like a basically like a parquet floor. Mm-hmm. But once I get it all polished up, I think it'll have a really cool Minecrafty look to it. And That's leaning towards intarsia, Phil. No, no, marquetry, <laughs> I believe, is the word you're looking for. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so the top two rows here will be the lid, and it'll be just like a lift-off lid. I'm going to put some uh, banding around the outside of it to give it that that Minecraft look. So That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Another one is I'm going to do, just because I feel like it's perfect for a bookshelf, uh, is number 12 Grimald Place from Harry Potter, the, mm -hmm. the ancestral home of the ancient and noble family of Black. Mm -hmm. And then for that one, it'll be the book box, or the box in the back, but then the facade of the building I'll have slide to the right or left to open up, which I thought would be very apropos for it. Hmm. So anyway, is it way over the top? Yeah, it probably is, but that's what Christmas gifts are for. Yep. And here's a fun fact. Um, book nook is actually an Inuit word that translates to nerd diorama. <laughs> book nook. <laughs> I'll see myself to the door. <laughs> In this episode of the Shop Notes podcast, John is going to try and insult a people group from every <laughs> continent on planet Earth. Book nook. <laughs> Special thanks to Epilogue Laser for sponsoring the podcast. You can quickly and easily customize your woodworking projects for added beauty and value. Learn more at epiloguelaser.com. Usually I save this to the end, but since we're kind of talking about it. The project that goes with today's episode, the free project, is going to be a set of bookends that we did in Woodsmith Magazine. It has some curved molding that you do, which um, sounds a lot crazier than what the process actually is. These were kind of a fun project. We did a, kind of a traditional look here with cherry and a painted column on it. We'll also had some where we used like a, a textured spray paint to give it a, a stone look to it. So they're kind of ripe for customizing, but still have a really cool, cool look. So if you have a book lovers on your list somewhere might want to check out that project so you can check out get the plans by going to the show notes page shopnotes.com 
slash podcast. All right, so what do you guys got going on? So I started to put oil on the paneling in my shop. So I've been kind of working, chiseling away at that over the last, you know, four or five days, um, putting the paneling up, um, you know, kind of jump into the office shop for a while, resaw a bunch of alder, plane it down, do a uh, rabbit on one ed- on both edges, and then go in and staple it up. And I, I think I told you guys, I freaking love this crown stapler. Like, I bought a Milwaukee crown stapler to do the, the J channel around the top when I put my steel up. Cord- the using that cordless one, right? The cordless one, yes. The 18-volt cordless. And I freaking love it. Like, I've been just sitting there stapling it up. I'm using a cotter pin as a spacer between the, the laps. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's been going super quick. Um, I got, who knew you could buy Watco Danish oil in gallons. And actually the cheapest place I found it was home Depot. They had a two pack. So it was two gallons for 80 bucks. So I bought that and a foam roller and I started rolling it on last night and it looks great. Um, super happy with it. Um, I did just order this morning 200 more board feet of alder because I ran out. Um, what? I have one wall left. Yeah, I have one wall left to do. Um, there are six boards left in the shop still that are six yeah. inches wide. It's I've kind of been like sorting stuff by sizes because the alder is a mixed bag. It's anywhere from three to six seven eight inches uh yeah i need wider stuff for the base four inch stuff for the like kind of chair rail height stuff and then two inch for the top stuff um so i've been kind of sorting it so i I stashed some six inch wide boards um i need more six inch wide boards i need more fours um and then whatever the balance is i will finish my one wall um so i have like 30 38 feet left to do um but yeah that's so close i could smell it and it smells like danish oil (laughs) so i did find as i did not uh, i did not realize how hard these would be defined um and i i a quick google search told me that uh other people had the same issue my outlets i am doing um i did two gang boxes everywhere so you know they'll have two sets of outlets so technically they could have four plugs in one box um my plan is to do one side of the outlet, 110, 120, so standard plugs. The other side, do a single 220 or 240 outlet. So I need outlets to have long openings for normal outlets, then one center round opening. Those are extremely hard to find. <laughs> um, you can find them. Um, Amazon has them for $12 a piece, and I have 38 outlets. Mm. I'm doing that. Um, <laughs> Just I make your own. Well, I thought I actually thought about that. I'm like, I could probably have Chris like CNC these out of Alder, like you know. Or can you just like, get blank be... plates and then have him CNC? Well, I, I thought about that as well. Or... Yeah, and I think I could. Um, I'm not gonna ask Chris to do that though. Yeah. Like, so I did find a company in Boston that has them, and they arrived yesterday. So I will now be able to start putting outlets in, or I will have my certified electrician put my outlets in. Of course, there you go. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Which would be really nice to have some power in the shop. So, getting close, getting close. Got to go pick up a couple. I, I had like all these big dreams of like 
building the doors for the office and the bathroom and like now nah. i'm just gonna go buy that sob like, gonna, like i'm just gonna put in a shower curtain for now we'll get to those <laughs> yes, doors that's later right. Yep. <laughs> that's right yep i pictured you more for like a bead curtain guy going into the office yes, part yes there you go. yes that's right so but a dust yeah, proof so bead curtain yeah the like the magnetic closures for like when you're doing construction oh, yeah. you know mm-hmm. so nice Yep. So yeah. we're close. I, I'm hoping maybe not next week because I'll be in uh, the AWFS show, but maybe the following week I will actually get to podcast from the shop because that would be fun. Yeah. Get my Ooh. Ethernet pulled. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't think you can ever completely finish your shop because then we'd run out of things to talk about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, mean, I don't think so far we've ever... been able to drag it out for a two so- two solid years here. Yeah. So. I know. Trust me, that's how I feel too. Yeah, I don't think anybody ever completely finishes their shops, though. Right, they're always yeah. a work in progress. So. It's like Phil never actually finishes Christmas presents; he just starts on next year's. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's a cycle. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. So one one of my projects that I've always wanted to build was the I don't know what it's called, but it's from Shop Notes number. Eight, it's the like adjustable box joint jig. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that uh, I think the we sold on like an aluminum version for a while. I think it's based off that one, if I'm right. Is that does that I sound correct? That to sounds you? correct. Yes. But yeah, so we sold a manufactured version for a while, and we discontinued that. But it's always some project that I just want to build. I like you know tinkering around with with that kind of thing. It's Basically, it's like the ultimate box joint jig because it just has one fence and it adjusts, you know, to the position of where where the the pin should be, and then the pin also adjusts in width, so you can basically, you know, adjust it to any size um, finger joints. So I, I've had, yeah. I would say I have one of those for you oh. if you don't want to build it. The the manufacturer one, you can bring it in as like no, a, a no. They, oh, you built no, one. No, I what? bought one probably ten years ago at a flea market in town, and I didn't realize it, but it was the shop notes box joint jig. But was it the built one or was it the aluminum it's, one? It's one that somebody built. It is the built. Oh, one. cool. Yes. Yeah, you right. bring it in as a as a, a comparison, I guess. So yeah, yeah bring it but, in. We'll do. I'll put a photo of it on the show notes page. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll have to go see if I can find it. I think I know where it's at. Do yeah, we have but... a? Is that up as a plan, John? It is up as a plan. All right, we'll put a link to so, it. I think so, for a while we sold a kit for like all the little yes. hardware pieces. Yeah, the hardware kit for it. Which we I don't believe we sell kits anymore, but no, it does take a lot. I mean, they're mostly uh, little um, pieces of hardware that you would either have or you'd find yeah. find from the local hardware store. But yeah, the little, little angle steel and... like corner mm-hmm. brackets would be probably yeah. the only weird thing that most people might not have, but you can get easily. Yeah, yeah, I grabbed some from Menards, so yep. got my eleven percent cut. Right. Yeah. You know, got to wet my beak. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, maybe you have John do it as a video. There you go. Yeah. I got Put all the parts to, to do it, so that would right. be a good one. I think it's a it's a fun project. So it is a fun project, and I remember. Uh, I think I demonstrated that jig quite a few times uh, for seminars out at the Woodsmith store and people love it. It's an amazing, Mm -hmm. it's one of the coolest ones we've done. So awesome. 
Speaking of building doors, I actually started building a new entry door for my garage. Yeah, using the pine? Yes. Okay. So I'm assuming you're going to paint it. Yes. Okay. So this is just, this is something, I don't know what we were talking about that made me think of this a little bit ago, but uh, I saw a post from Lost Art Press, the Shores Heights. Um, yeah. And they mentioned something about, um, it was a post a couple days ago talking about the, how much they enjoy the linseed oil paint and how it ages. Yes. Um, they were in Norway. Somebody must've been in Norway. Yeah. Um, and it is really nice looking. Like, I wonder if you should do like, would your, would your wife be okay with a pop of color on the door? Yes. Because our current entry doors on the house are kind of a bluish teal yep. sort of color. See, that would kind of be fun maybe. Yeah. And I, cause I saw that. And then also there, he was a former editor at fine home building, Justin Fink. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he went out and started a renovation company. And so he's been doing a lot of historic renovations and I saw some posts where he was rebuilt or redid windows for a house and used linseed oil paint. So now I think that would be kind of an interesting, like just experiment to see what, what it would look like on, you know, pine. Cause sometimes pine is not fun to paint. It's not fun to stain. Yeah. Well, and actually these, so it was windows and shutters that he had Mm. done and the shutters for sure but I think some of the window sashes were Eastern white pine. That'd be cool. Yeah. Cause right now the garage door is just kind of your standard Menards slab door where it's steel outside. And then the like wood frame, you know, that Mm -hmm. holds it together. And the bottom part is kind of rotting out from splash back off the driveway and, and it's just not a nice door. So are you doing loose tenons, mortise and tenon? Uh, I'm trying to decide. I think I might do loose tenon just because that's kind of my jam. But Okay. <laughs> I see what you did there. Your jam. <laughs> mm-hmm. Door pun. Very nice. <sighs> yep. He's on a roll today. I don't even know if I want to come into the office. <laughs> I'll burn out by <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I'll, need, I'll need a nap. Yeah, and a cookie. <laughs> so yeah, that's what we're. Uh, that's what I'm. Got parts for going there as well. So that'll be kind of a fun project to do. I like doing doors. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they're stupidly simple, generally. I mean, but they're not something you do every day. You know right. what I mean? Like that size of stuff. Yeah. Um, and. If anything's tweaked on them, like twist wise, or they're not flat, ooh, they don't they don't fit real well. Yeah, they take a they take a a good trim carpenter installing them. Yeah. So I'm just going to use the existing jam and stop system that's in there. Um, the design that I have rolling will have. I want to be able to add a window to the upper part, which we don't currently have in that door. And it just makes that section of the garage pretty dark. Um, but for security, I also don't want it to be a real big window or 
one of those things where it's close to the doorknob where you just break through the window and reach in or whatever. Yeah. So, and then the lower part will have foam insulation in the core. So Mm. it'll be cool. I'm excited. I'd like to come up with different hardware for the door then rather than just kind of the basic Schlage doorknob that's on there. We'll see. Yeah. Good good hardware for doors is expensive. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the like, other thing. I had I had done a couple of projects for a company called uh Mtech, Asa Mtech Abloy. They're a uh, they're an Italian hardware manufacturer for like their door handles and stuff. And they're like six or seven hundred dollars for a door handle it's like what the crap <laughs> like i hope there's an italian like craftsman somewhere chiseling this thing out of bronze you know what i mean yeah it's kind of nutty and it's yeah because for a while we had a lot of the shelter magazines that we would get as kind of bonus subscriptions around here and you'd flip through them and i feel like I am not their demographic for what they're, yeah. who they're trying to reach. Cause I like food with my meals. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we finished wrapping up season 17 of the TV show, except for today, I'll be reshooting a segment where we found out that one part, one of the cameras was out of focus. So Kind of fun to have that all wrapped up. On to the next one. On to the next <laughs> <laughs> On to the next one, yep. Do we ever really finish them? Mm-hmm. It feels yeah. like not because I'll get links now that we're done with the filming part of it from our production company where they're sending me approvals where I have to rewatch the whole episode. And on occasion, it's still kind of tough to watch myself. But now I've sort of separated those two people Mm -hmm. in my head so that I can just watch it through. Like we did the, the one last one that I did the approval on was the week we did a episode on weekend woodworking projects and they were kitchen projects. Chris did a pizza peel. And then I did a cutting board, just a small cutting board that Dylan had designed. And then you did a, a French style rolling pin, Logan. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was, a, it's a great episode because there's a lot of really fundamental skills and woodworking tasks involved there. Um, and the projects turned out really cool looking. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because we start usually start filming in the in the fall for a season, and then wrap up around this time um, into June, early July, and then they start airing here in Iowa in the early fall. So by the time it's been a year, by the time we filmed the first episode till they air, so it's like was that se- this season or last season, and they all kind of blend together. So <laughs> yes. Because I was looking uh, in the video studio where I do the podcast here, uh, we have various props and 
half finished parts of projects and things like that and completed projects. And one of them is the um, steamer trunk, the curved mm-hmm. top steamer trunk. And I'm like, why do we still have this thing kicking around? Oh, that's still this season. Mm-hmm. That was you still need that. Yeah. Yeah. For a little bit. Yep. We'll, we'll get a picture of it and send it on its way. Yeah. So there you go. And it was fun. I think we did some really cool projects this this season. Mm-hmm. Nice yeah. mix of things. We did a couple of shop built machine kind of things. Did a narrow belt sander and then Chris's uh air cleaner, shop built air cleaner, which I thought was a cool oh, project. We did do those, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that steamer trunk that's going to be episode 1. That's one that's been on your list that you've been bringing up about every season for the last three or four seasons and I've always kind of hemmed and hawed cuz like, oh, it's too hard. There's too many parts and props it's gonna to take too long but it wasn't actually that bad it was just kind of a, a series of frame and panels that yeah. go yeah. together and you know it's got a dome top but i mean that's just more you know panels we let and... chris do that so. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's what i was that gonna was say the best part he kind of just put <laughs> yeah. that together and took a hand blade to it and rounded it and it's like oh that worked out so the one change that we did on that one that I was skeptical of at first, but now I think is totally amazing is we did solid wood panels instead of Mm -hmm. plywood Mm -hmm. because there's lots of little squares and we ended up doing it all. Was that the Baroque? Yeah. Yeah. And it's got a great color to it and great grain pattern. Yeah. We're bringing Baroque back. Yeah. You need a steam shovel to pick up this steamer trunk, but you do. It's super cool. And one way you know that it's super cool is it's kind of off in the corner in the studio here, but every person that we bring through on a tour, every person notices it mm-hmm. and needs to look inside and kind of ooze and ahs over the mm-hmm. whole thing. So, yeah, we had some Cub Scouts come through and they wanted to get inside of it. Yes. And I think it actually fit maybe two of them at a right. time, but yeah. You know, liability reasons. Right. We could only put two in there yeah, yeah. at a time. So. So. There you go. Well, I think that wraps up another episode of the Shop Notes podcast. Uh special thanks to Epilogue Laser for sponsoring the podcast and all the super cool things that you can do with an Epilogue Laser to customize and add value to your woodworking projects. So whether you're building them for yourself or as a little side hustle, make some money, you can do that with one of their products. You can check it all out at epiloguelaser.com. Don't forget to check out the show notes page for the free plan and the link to the box joint jig that John was talking about and we'll show on video at some point in the near future. And if you subscribe to our YouTube channel and do all the things to get the notifications, you can leave comments there too. And we can uh, have any questions, comments, or smart remarks that we'll feature on upcoming episodes. Otherwise, we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye.